Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David is producing today. Uh, right out of the gate, I want to thank uh, all the gang at the Ocala Quarterback Club. Had a chance to talk to them last night. Uh, always enjoy doing that. Always enjoy talking to Gator Clubs, and uh, I've been talking to them for a long time. Really good group. So uh, thank you to all of you uh, for having me. I appreciate uh, you doing that. Uh, today, if all goes right, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here. We'll talk football and basketball with him. Uh, hope to have Florida women's basketball player Leilani Correa call us. Tough night for the Florida women last night. Florida State uh, beat him up pretty good. Uh, Mitch Light. Uh, we'll talk Vanderbilt football at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour and hope to have ESPN's Herm Edwards here uh, in the 1 o'clock hour as well. Tomorrow, it'll be Prognostication Friday. And Ike Hilliard, former Gator, will be here. He's now the wide receivers coach at Auburn University. So he'll be here. And then next week, we'll have our regular shows Monday and Tuesday. And then on Wednesday at noon, we will actually do uh, the pregame show for Florida State. And Tuesday will be our prognostication day uh, for the weekend's games. So that is what's on the docket. Uh, we hope to hear from you. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf. Dot com. Mark says, last Saturday, Gators up by 21, end of the first quarter. You know, the last time the Gators were up 21 points against a conference opponent at the end of the first quarter. I don't. Uh, I do know against Tennessee a couple of times, uh, Florida had significant leads uh, in 2018 when Florida played them, uh, I believe they were up big in the first quarter, uh, something like 26 to 3. So that's 21 points. So I guess that would be the last time, right? It wasn't 21 nothing, but it was 23 points. Uh, but that was at the end of the half, not the quarter. So again, I don't have any idea when that was. Uh, but yeah, it hasn't happened very often. That's for sure, especially against a conference opponent. Uh, David, hello. Hey, Steve. I wanted to ask you, um, this is actually more of an NFL question, because you guys have talked a lot on the show about AR's development as a quarterback. Um, I was wondering how you, what your thoughts on were, or what your thoughts were on your Jets quarterback, Wilson. A lot of people had him coming out saying that he was going to be the next Josh Rosen, just kind of like, a guy that just isn't developable. He just kind of shows up, has a certain amount of talent. That's where he is. But, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Jets football, so um, they seem to be doing okay, at least offensively. So what is your, um, like, opinion on his development? They haven't asked him to do a lot in terms of throwing the football. And that's because he's limited, in my opinion. 
Okay. He's not a guy who's going to sit there, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, throw for 300 yards. That's just he still throws too many interceptions. But what the Jets have done, kind of like what Florida's done with Anthony Richardson, is, okay, give you some easy throws, rely on the run game, and then, you know, he's an okay runner. So I think, except for the running part of it where Richardson does run more, the Jets have relied on their defense, a solid ground game, and then play action passes because the down and distance has been good. And the Jets have won because they've run the ball great, played good defense, and when he, th- when he minimizes his mistakes, they got a good chance. I got you. Um, I, I mean, I was, I'm always a – just about – I can only think of a couple players that when they come out of college, I didn't just – you know, you hope for the best for everybody. And so when people kind of were talking him down a little bit before the draft, I was like, you know, these coaches are paid millions of dollars to do this analysis and pick who they're going to draft. Yeah, we do have busts, but I mean, I'd like to give them, no one's paying me millions of dollars, for my opinion, but I like to assume they know more, and uh, we get a lot of armchair quarterbacks and analysts, but um, I did want to ask a Gator question. Montreal Johnson has 710 yards. Do you think he's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher by the end of the season? Uh, well, if, it, if you're talking the regular season, uh, he would have to gain, what, 140 yards you know, average, uh, possible. You know, I, I don't know that Vandy is great, you know, against the run. I think it'll be a little tougher against Florida State. It's possible he could do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like how he runs. I think he is a, uh, uh, I don't know, I think, I don't want to use the word dynamic because I don't think dynamic describes him, but he's a very good runner. He's and, a tough um, dude. Tough, very tough. He's a tough, tough like, he's dude. He's not going to be... That he's not going to be that tough, strong. Not, he's not going to be that strong guy like a, a Damian Pierce, but he's not, and he's not going to be the super fast like Etienne is. But he's just when you say tough, tough is a good word for him. That's what he is. Well, I appreciate it, Steve. All Have right. a good day, my yep. man. Yep, David. Thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Interesting. Oh, by the way, uh, baseball is giving out its postseason awards. The Marlins get a unanimous Cy Young pick uh, and deserved it. He, I mean, look, if, if Jacob deGrom had stayed healthy all year, you know, could he have given, you know, Alcantara a run for his money? Yeah, but he didn't. And then, you know, Verlander wins his third Cy Young. Isn't he 39 years old, I think? Uh, so pretty good. And, you know, just... With a guy like him or a guy like a Scherzer, you know, you're thinking, okay, at some point, you know, but Verlander's going to get another. He turned down uh, the Astros. And baseball is now investigating the Yankees and the Mets for basically talking back and forth about him which is a no-no. That's in the collective bargaining agreement um, that you can't do that. And they're going to request emails, I guess, phone records out of Congress. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see 
you know, where this goes, but uh, interesting. And then I got a couple of emails about Florida losing players, you know, Dewan Black and, you know, some of the tight ends. Ladies and gentlemen, here's a pill. Take it. Okay? Under the tongue, slip it in there. It's good. Every team, including Georgia, including Alabama, is going to lose some players because it's so much easier to transfer now. So the question becomes, how do you replenish and what do you replenish with? I'm going to, I maybe I'm going to copyright this. The transfer portal giveth, the transfer portal taketh away. It does. Every school is going to go through it. So my advice, deal with it. Because that's just the way it's going to be. By the way, Gator Gymnastics looking to be really good this year, as they have been. Um, It's going to be a Gator Gymnastics hype night. You can watch them. Mark the date down. Monday, December 5th at 645. Tickets are free. Free. All seating is general admission. They're going to have autographs. Afterwards, you're going to have a poster they're going to sign. Um, and so, once again, uh, they'll show full or partial routines on each apparatus. They're going to have celebrity judges evaluate the routines. Pretty good. Hope they just know it's there's a 10 and doesn't go to 11. And can you just send somebody holding up a sign? 11. Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't do that. Anyway, that should be fun. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Kyle Curtis. The NFL is back in action tonight for Thursday Night Football when Derrick Henry and the Titans travel to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Tune in right here at 7.30 for live coverage of tonight's game. The Florida men and women's swimming and diving team will be in Athens competing in the Georgia Invite throughout the weekend, beginning today. Both men and women's basketball will be in action tomorrow night. The men will take the trip up to Tallahassee for a rivalry matchup with the Florida State Seminoles, while the women are set to host Bethune-Cookman here in Gainesville. The Tampa Bay Lightning also look to keep things rolling tonight as they host the Calgary Flames. That is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kyle Curtis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka does really, really good work, ladies and gentlemen. A terrific local charity. And everybody has noticed this, and folks have really responded to what they need. They risk, or they house at-risk young boys from troubled homes, sustained by your donated vehicles. They learn real-life skills because they fix them up, and then they resell them. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of just about any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Those donations are tax-deductible, and it does really help a great cause. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org to find more. 
Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Planning a road trip this fall? Maximize your fuel economy by inflating tires to proper pressure and packing light. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym. And I was inactive, gaining weight. I had to find another alternative. And for Chad, that alternative was QC Kinetics and the non-surgical natural biologic treatments that can give lasting relief to aching hips, shoulders, knees, and backs. Once they explained it, it made sense. Putting what we have inside our body back into us in a certain strategic way to heal up in a natural process was fantastic. QC Kinetics treatments take place right in the office. No downtime, no surgery. And as for the outcome? I'm just back to bouncing around, having fun, doing my work, living pain-free. Don't let chronic joint pain rob you of your quality of life. Discover advanced regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Call now to learn more. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and online at WRUF.com. Well, this is the time of the year when we have a lot of sports. And uh, certainly uh, football in Nashville, Gator basketball tomorrow uh, at Florida State. 
The Voice of Gaither Show and Kelly is here. Uh, if you have a question or comment for him, easy, call us, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com with your question or comment. Sean, welcome. Hi, thanks. Uh, I, there's a call from John. I don't know if it's – we'll see what it is. Hi, John. <laughs> hey, Steve. If I'd have known you was having a guest, I'd have just waited and called back later. But uh, That's okay. Hey, enjoy your <laughs> – a couple things. You, you made mention about the uh, – it doesn't bother me at all these guys transferring or leaving. Uh, that just means that, you know, Coach Baker's kind of weeding out some that feel like they're not going to play um, and they need to look elsewhere, and he's going to make the roster better. And one last thing, and I'll go, I, I need to make an apology. For a few weeks ago, I called and was grumbling about our big defensive tackle, Watson, <laughs> not, not doing it, not being, being, you know, not this, not that. And I said, you know, and he's turned the corner, and I even read this week with someone that actually analyzes and breaks down things that he has been the top-rated defensive tackle in run-stopping through the last two games of all defensive tackles in the SEC for the previous two games. Well, that's progress. The way they, the way they, the way they break it down on the amount of snaps he played, and, and this wasn't a Gator, you know, someone that's you know, wearing Gator glasses. It's just somebody that – Breaks down the numbers of the last two games when he's been in there, he's been more effective at defensive tackle than any other defensive tackle on any other SEC game. So my apologies for criticizing the young man and uh, uh, enjoy the show. All right, John, thank you. I actually, when I was at the game the other day, I thought of you because I thought, I wonder what the heck Sean called when, <laughs> when the big fella was rumbling. I got to go back and listen to the tape. By the way, I don't I don't know where I am right now or who I am. Somebody <laughs> actually just called a show and said I was wrong. Is that, are we in some kind of weird time warp or anything? I love it. I love the fact that somebody called back and said, "You know what? My take was wrong." Oh, that. Yes. Uh, I got you. Yes. 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 I didn't mean to lose you. There. That's on yeah, that's un, it is unusual today, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A little bit. So, yay, 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 yay. Yeah. Um the Watson call. Um <laughs> It would, have been, of you. it would have been an easier call if, after he went down, the ball came out and then Rattler scrambles after it and he jumps on it. So we weren't real sure if he was down, Gators had the ball still, or if he just makes an incredible play and now it's just like a loss of whatever it was, 12, and Carolina still has the football. So that was the only kind of hold on and wait kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can't miss the guy. I just... I was just, for a moment there, you know, like the old cartoons where you see the guy, like, rubbing his eyes, and you hear the squeak, squeak. You know, I was, I was like, wait a minute. Did, he has the ball. He has the ball. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah, you don't get many of those. Well, the guy benches 520, so I had no doubts that he could rip it out of his arm. But, um, yeah. And then the stuff that is on social media right now is hilarious. It is. And he, he just was, uh, they talked to him last night, and he, you know, talked about what he did. You know, You've been through this with pro teams and college teams. It's a long season. Mm -hmm. And sometimes seasons go really smoothly. Sometimes they don't go well. And sometimes you improve. Well, it's pretty obvious what Florida has done here lately, really on both sides of the ball. I mean, I, you could argue they're playing their best football now, couldn't you? Well, yeah. Can they play even better? Yes, and they'll yes. need to to finish this off. Um, no, I think, you know, we've been we've talked about this a little bit, and Na Napier has too. You know, looking for that game where all three phases, 
play a complete four quarters. Not a perfect game, just a complete four quarters. Almost had it last week. Mm-hmm. Offense, I thought. Defense, for sure. Special teams, not so much. Um, so you're still seeking that, that, that benchmark, if you will. But, hey, look, I, I, literally, I just got done talking to Coach Napier 20 minutes ago. Um, and I, I said, look, I've observed improvement throughout this whole thing. Even sometimes small, but there's been continued improvement. Here in the last couple of weeks, man, that curve is just going like a steep climb. I mean, it, it, it's really taken off. And so we talked a little bit about that. He's hinted at some of that with the media overall the last you know, couple of days, even in the last week. Just there's something when a team starts to click, when they start to figure things out, whether it be for each other or something that has, you know, they've been trying to develop all year. And when things are hard, it takes time, and you just keep hammering at it, hammering at it. You know, Monty Williams used to talk about this with his teams. You take that sledgehammer to that big rock, and those first 400 hits or whatever, it's like, I'm not doing anything with this. But maybe 402 and the thing cracks. You know, one of those deals. So it's like the hammer's been swinging all this time, and now they're getting significant cracks in that boulder. Um, And here we are. We're still in play for what we had hoped, the sweep of November and a chance at eight wins in the regular season. Vandy is intriguing to me. (laughs) After all the league losses, they finally get one. They get get one on the road. But I think, and remember, I think people forget it was 42 to nothing last year. I think people just don't remember that. They didn't score. Right. They do have, they got a couple of guys at quarterback who've been, you know, up and down, but they're, they're, they're getting better. Shepard I really like. I'm not sure how good they are on defense, but I hope the Gators don't take this group lightly. No, they shouldn't um, for a variety of reasons because I still think the Gators aren't in a position to take anyone lightly. Okay, let's just be fair and honest there. Yep. Um, w- will we see two different quarterbacks this weekend? I'm curious. Florida's preparing for both. Um, you know, Mike Wright has this breakout game last week. That's the guy they thought all along he could be. When you look at yards per carry right now, quarterback-wise, you're going to have two of the best in the league going head-to-head in Richardson and Wright this weekend. Both those guys can put it up, pick them up and put them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Swan has the better arm. Will Shepard, by the way, he's a Mandeville, Louisiana kid. He went to the same high school as my son. So I've kind of had my eye on him for a long time. And, uh, he, you know, Vandy always seems to have that one guy, right, that one receiver that better be careful. Yep. He's, he's that guy right now for them. Um, defensively, the numbers would tell you that they're not going to be able to stop you doing anything. But yeah. yet, I, they played so physical last week. It reminded me of the way that Missouri played Georgia earlier this season. Really hit Good hard. Yeah. Flew around. Gave themselves, up, obviously, the chance to win, and they did. So now you've had a team that's had a little taste of it um, in that win. I'm kind of glad they actually won last week. I didn't want to come into this week with it being 27 losses in a row. Those things frightened me. Kind of <laughs> like basketball tomorrow night with Florida State. A wounded, desperate team. I don't like that at all, but that's the way it is. So, yeah. Uh, we'll talk hoops next segment. I want to – the the playoff – poll didn't surprise anybody we all know you know what it was going to be if you if I said to you Sean in the end if you know when all these games are played the dust settles who are the four you think would be there could you do that now I was doing that this morning I couldn't I couldn't there's just too many games left for me but, but, I mean, Georgia... We're down to it now. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's ever a chance for the Pac-12, it's right now with USC. Darn so right. The, 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 the interesting one is LSU sitting there at what, six? I, I just, I have a hard time 
seeing the committee put a two-loss team in. It's never equated to be that way. So, yeah, I, you know, there, there's the thing. Because usually they sit those guys at five and six waiting for one of those first four to either fall out or eliminate one or the other, like the, the Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State. State. Right. Sure. But, man, if, 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 if one of those guys is going to be out, I don't know. The, the conference championship games mean a lot this year. They normally do. But maybe more so than before. I, you know, there's really nobody in the Big 12, obviously. There's the, t- there's the conference that's left out of this equation this year. That's why I think USC kind of gets in here. But. Uh, the ACC, I think, is in, bad, in a bad way. I think Clemson's got an outside shot, but they're in a bad way, too. Well, because the conference is in a bad way, so is Clemson. So, you know, I, even if they went out, and I'm going to do the ACC championship game on ESPN Radio, which I think you'll all have here. So um, I, I anticipate seeing Clemson, North Carolina. Um, and even then, if Clemson were to win that game, it, I, I just, I'm hard-pressed to see them in that Final Four. Okay, we're going to talk hoops next. Got a question for Sean. Uh, email us, call us, and we'll talk with him. 1228 chi- a Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. When couples come into International Diamond Center looking for engagement rings, they have lots of pictures from websites, from Pinterest, from designers they love, and 99% of the time, we have what they want. The brands that we carry are the brands the consumer asks for, the the girls ask for, your future bride asks for. IDC owner Keith LeClaire explains how IDC is always on the cutting edge because we partner with the world's leading designers, names like Takori, Viraggio, Henry Dossi, and dozens more. Fashions come and go, but why do some brands stay forever. It's because they stay relevant. IDC was chosen by these acclaimed designers, in most cases, as the exclusive retail partner in the region. We try to provide the best of the best at the most current merchandise in the market today. International Diamond Center, giving you access to the most sought-after brands in the world with a five-star shopping experience with no compromises. We want people to feel comfortable, relax, educate them, give them high quality for the right price. Store hours and more at shopidc.com. Here at Gary's Tackle Box, we're excited. It's our 12th annual customer appreciation sale, celebrating you. Monday, November 21st through the 23rd, we'll have tons of store-wide savings, including our huge selection of reels, rods, and the area's most solid stock of line, weights, floats, hooks, and tons of lures. Oh, yeah, we're also giving away stuff all week. Yeah, baby! Come enter to win one of our two huge tackle boxes stuffed with your favorite lures, one fresh and one saltwater. Win gear from AFCO, Bahio, Bass Assassin, 13 Fishing, Spro, Big Bite Baits, Nomad Design, and more. Like Rapala, Lunker Hunt, Sunline, Dobbins Rods, St. Croix, Strike King, Lose, River to Sea, Shimano, Pure Flats Lures, and many more. If you fish or know someone who likes to fish, mark your calendars now and come join us for your chance to win. Plus, a free event t-shirt with every purchase while they last. Gary's Tackle Box, the 12th annual customer appreciation sale, November 21st through the 23rd. See you there. Find them on Facebook at Gary's Tackle Box. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. 
There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leches pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Breezy winds for the north to continue today, and that will keep temperatures below average. Highs only getting to the upper 50s and lower 60s under mostly sunny to partly cloudy skies. Tonight, increasing cloud cover lows tomorrow morning, colder than this morning. They should drop to the low 40s and upper 30s. Low average temperatures continue Friday into the weekend. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Wade Phillips, who is now the XFL Houston Roughnecks head coach. I would love for you to tell me one other thing about the XFL. Tell me about the owner of the league and Dwayne Johnson. Have you got a chance to meet The Rock yet? Oh, it was great, yeah. Uh, we arm wrestled a couple times. He got me two out of three. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise. And you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Big couple of matches coming up for them. I got Kentucky. Big, here. Yeah. huge, yep. huge. Yep, go Gators. Uh, all right, Sean Kelly, Voice the Gators here for this segment. Call him up, ask him whatever you need to ask him. He's here to answer. 392-8255. Steven says, Sean, thank you for letting the listeners here uh, won't back down singing in the stadium. You knew it was better not to talk. Another reason you're a great announcer. It's such a juggling act um, because we have like two live reads we have to do. Um, there's some things, there's some mechanics that, prevent us from just laying out and, and letting the whole thing go. So most weeks I let as much as I can go, but then I have to get, you know, the fourth quarter stat, you know, whatever it is, the, 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 the things that are paid yeah. so that you can listen for free type thing. <laughs> right. um, but the other night, that, that final home game, um, it was so awesome. And I even said, kind of, I said, kind of like in, in the little low of the song, I said, man, it's going to be a long time before we get to do this again. You know, because it was just, I was just kind of just, Taking it all in. So I did. I let it go, and then I turned back to Steve Egan. I said, I'll just read this card later. <laughs> this, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll get it in there, but I didn't want to mess up what, you know, what was going to be our final time to share that all together. So I appreciate the comment. Um, I love how we have it kind of mic'd up, and it actually comes. I'm glad to hear it comes through on the radio. Okay. We'll take a call here from John. John, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, uh, thank you for taking my call. Sean, I'm an old gator. I've been around since Otis Boggs. 
and I want to tell you, welcome to the family. Thank you, sir. I was, I was, had some, you know, some doubts, but I think, I think you're going to be wonderful. I think you're great. And I, I kind of think you become one of us, and I appreciate it. Well, you're really, really good. That means the world to me. Okay. Thank you, John. I, I hope so. Yep. All right. Oh, made, my, made my day. Yep. Uh, okay, let's talk some hoops. Yes. Um, they're not going to go undefeated, I guess. Um, so we'll move on from that. But <laughs> you, but, you, but your observations on what you saw. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like it, uh, but I kind of knew there was a possibility. And we had talked about how the schedule actually kind of was a nice stair step up. Um, Stony Brook, Kennesaw. Kind mm-hmm. of a big jump up to Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Dusty can coach, by the way. Yes, okay. he can. <laughs> Let's not kid anybody here. Yep. And at the time when I was making that kind of a statement, I thought, and then the, the next logical step is a team like Florida State. Little did we know there's a suspension going on. Player, you know, seven scholarship players played the other night against Troy. So, um, and after what they went through last year, well, I don't feel bad for them. But anyway, they're in, they're in, they're in kind of a bad way, which makes them desperate and dangerous. Tomorrow night in Tallahassee. Back to Monday. Um, look, there, sometimes you, you tip your cap and go, hey, man, they just beat you tonight. That's, that's basketball. And there's a little bit of that because they hit some big shots. Yep. Big shots, they didn't go away. That's two teams in a row now that have given the Gators all they could want, both physically, mentally, all of it. And you get that this time of year. You get those schools that get to come to the big place like this and, you know, hey, this is our shot to, to make, make noise, right? Yep. My problem is sometimes when a coaching staff will outright warn their team for hours and hours and hours about, hey, they love to kick it ahead in transition and shoot threes on the fly. Or they love to see if you'll go under the screen as opposed to over it and create room for their shooter up top, and sure enough. So those things are frustrating from Monday in that sense. Um, And they just fell into this hey, we're leaning on Colin Castleton, and, and they did, and he almost took the whole, whole thing home for them. Um, so some of the dynamic wing play that we saw in games one and two wasn't there so much the other night. Um, and then the other thing is just missed shots right at the rim. I, I had no problem with shot selection in the first half the other night, and maybe it was just one of those nights that those bunnies, just, just, they just won't go in. So, um, so, yeah, I'd like to see them respond better to those teams that are coming to punch you right in the mouth because there's more coming. Um, and number two is, you know, again, th- we're talking about new staff with a pretty good mix of new players as well um, feeling their way. So, you know, that communication of here's what we think will be the, the, the game plan or the scheme that can help us win tonight and then executing that, you know, in real time. So um, in some ways, I kind of I kind of hope this is a – little wake-up call, mini late wake-up call. I don't think – look, it's not a good thing to lose to Florida Atlantic in the Conference USA, but if you're going to trip, I would like you to do it here before Thanksgiving um, and then take a step beyond that. Otherwise, uh, I love this dynamic working with Lofton and Castleton right now. Veteran point guard, the big fella scored 66 in his last two games. Um, he's not going to get as many shots like that. You know, we'll get to conference play, but um, how much depth truly is there? And um, and I think it's there. And I think that I like the rotation when Fudge and um, Kugel are on the floor together. 
ooh, that is an athletic team. So if those guys can get in a groove a little bit, uh, they'll be in good shape. Maybe you can a- answer this. Do we know who the best shooter on this team is yet? No. No. Yeah. I, I would I, say no. I'd like to get that answer pretty quick. Yeah. Reeves has hit some big shots, um, but we need to know who's who's that guy that can absolutely rip it. So let's get a call. Copper Gator. Copper Gator, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. And uh, Sean, good to have you on here, man. I wanted to ask you a quick question. In what, from, from your previous work to now transitioning to, to, to the Florida Gators, what do you say has been the biggest, you know, transition for you from an announcer standpoint and, and reaching out to the fan bases on those kinds of conversations? Yeah, uh, interesting question, actually. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me in connecting is perhaps not being a part of the history as much as you all have. And I could sit here and I'll, and I'll still study as much as I can, but I haven't lived it like you all have. So we don't have that shared experience. We will on everything moving forward. Um, but as far as my, my passion or my energy or understanding why this means what it means here, that hasn't been a problem at all. Um, I'm still yeah. thinking back to the ETN touchdown this past weekend. I mean, I was losing my stuff up in that booth. I said another word up there to those guys. But um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm fully invested, and a lot of that has to do with living here and being around these guys all the time uh, and yep. then getting the feedback that I get from you all too. So I'm just, yep. I'm just being honest. I, you know, if you want to reminisce about the 04 team or whatever, I can't help you right now. Yeah, and what? so we'll lo- we, we don't have that connection per se, but I think we do on every other level. Well, and I think, you know, as Steve likes to allude, Steve's a big stat guy too. So it's nice to see, you know, from a, from a listener's perspective too, to hear it from a more stat-oriented to a more, you know, details about the actual games versus sometimes bringing back those correlations to the 04s, 05s, or the 08s with Tebow's and, and hearing about that and having something to compare to all the time. It's kind of a fresh, you know, breath of fresh air to, to see some of those different views, and we just want to say welcome to the nation, man, and hope you have a good one. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it. Thank you. You know, the dynamic works like this. I bring a certain perspective, and then I have Shane Matthews, and I have Tate Casey, and then we all have Steve after the game. So I think that we've got a lot of bases covered with this collection of people, not to mention Jeff, too. So um, I kind of know my role, and I'll try and be as best I can to that role, and and set the others up, and, and I think we'll have them all covered. All right, got a last question for Sean. Uh, we'll take Thanksgiving off next week, obviously. He'll be back here in two weeks. Uh, you mentioned Florida State, yeah. and I, I love the description because I'm right with you. Uh, they have a new play-by-play voice as well. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't use the word wounded, but he used I forget the word he used, but it was a similar thing. You cannot afford to go in there, you know, as poorly as they have played, given all of their problems, and just think we're going to walk away and get a win. You, that's the li- you cannot do that if you're Florida. No, and, and there's a rivalry aspect to this. And, and just, just know this. We all know this now because Leonard's been there a long time. Those kids play a certain way under him, whether it's the 12th guy on the roster or the first guy. So it's going to be intense, and they're going to bring it. The question is, you know, for them um, – do they have the, the firepower to do what Florida State has traditionally done now under him up in Tallahassee? So um, there comes a point in those losses, Stetson, Central Florida, Troy the other night. They start to stack and they get on your brain a little bit as a player, just being around them all the time. 
they're looking to take it out on somebody. And who better than their good old friends from down in Gainesville? So, <laughs> and Coach Golden yesterday at practice um, reminded them very much of that situation. And so I think that uh, the focus will be there for Florida to make sure that they don't go up there thinking that, hey, we're getting the Seminoles at the right time. Uh, uh, there is no right time. Go do what you got to do. Last thing quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, beginning of the year and talking to Coach Golden, uh, I, I said, are you going to keep this rotation, you know, where it is? And he said, yeah, for now. I do think it'll thin out a little bit, do you? You mean shorten? Yes. Thin oh, out, shorten, yes. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a different number in the rotation when we reach end of December, conference play at Auburn. And it'll probably maybe even a different number when you get closer toward SEC tournament time. You know, it could get down to seven at some point. Who knows? Um, the elite teams, North Carolina, Duke, all of them, they're down about seven or eight that time of year. And I don't see why that would be any different here. Um, the one thing that's been curious, I thought, and just I even kind of joked with him about the other night, I said, I figured you'd have a couple of different starting lineups through these first three, four, five games. And some guys that are coming off the bench, one guy may play heavy minutes one night and less the other to allow somebody else to do so, just so you could play around with your your lineup and your rotation. And he said, nope. <laughs> he said, I, we've won the first two. I like the way this is going. I'm not, I'm not tinkering in that way. So now that they've lost the game, maybe that conversation changes. I still don't think it will, but it did surprise me. I, my collar to start off the whole thing today, you and me. I, I am willing to say that I was wrong <laughs> in how he would rotate those guys through the first three games we will see yes thank you my friends yes. happy thanksgiving to you same too. to you sir uh we will take a break come back Twelve forty-four. time check brought to you by hayes chivalry espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf gainesville sports center here's what's trending now on espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf good afternoon i'm nathaniel wilson the tennessee titans will travel to take on the green bay packers tonight on thursday night football the Packers are looking to continue trending upward after snapping a five-game losing streak versus the Cowboys last week. Tune in here for game coverage beginning at 7.30. Gators men's and women's swimming and diving are on the road, taking part in the Georgia Invitational. The Gators will compete against Auburn, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and Georgia. The team is coming off a previous victory against SEC rival Tennessee. The Florida Met Gators men's basketball team will take on Florida State tomorrow night in Tallahassee. The Gators are looking to hand the Seminoles their fourth straight loss to start the season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Attention contractors, land developers, farm and ranch owners. Groven Construction is a heavy civil and site development company in the Gainesville area. They have A3 rated structural screen fill dirt and topsoil. If you need fill dirt for any of your farm or business projects, Groven Construction can deliver. This A3 rated structural screen fill dirt and topsoil is perfect for pastures, arenas, construction projects, site work and development. Call Groven Construction today for pricing and to schedule your pickup or delivery. 352-204-0102. That's 352-204-0102. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. 
powerful healing agents highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Score big this Christmas with a gift from Electronics World. Hi, this is Chris Doring. I trust Electronics World for the electronics in my home and highly recommend them. In football, you have to have a great lineup to be successful. And it's the same for the electronics in your home. Check out the Electronics World lineup. Sony, Bowers & Wilkins, Marantz, Yamaha, BDI, Sunbright, Sonos, URC, and more. This holiday season, give them or yourself a gift to enhance your home or office from Electronics World in Gainesville. Online at electronicsworld.net. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. We are your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with a WRUF radio app. Herm Edwards from ESPN will join us later. So will Mitch Light to talk about Vanderbilt football. In the meantime, hope you will join us. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Chris, hello. Hey, what's going on, Steve? How you doing? Hey, doing well. Hey, um, I just heard you and Sean Kelly wrapping up there, talking men's basketball. Always good to hear you guys uh, rap, rap about it. Um, I just left the press conference. You know, we had Todd Golden speaking, Kowasi Reeves, and you, know, you guys pretty much hit everything that Golden and Kowasi talked about. You know how, yeah, this team's 0-3. Yes, this team is minimalized down with rosters and injuries and suspensions. But Golden and Kowasi both echo with each other saying, look, this team we're going to get, you cannot look at this team through the lens of being 0-3. You have to look at this team like a team who is desperate, who is wounded, who is your arch rival, arch nemesis, and they're going to come out in their home gym and try to beat your brains in. And if I'm correct, uh, I believe I heard uh, one of my uh, one of my peers there say that Florida has not won at FSU, I think, since 2012, Steve. So by my calculation, that makes a decade not winning in Tallahassee. That's got to change. Yeah. This, by the way, Chris Pinson from TV20. Uh, look. I don't care if FSU's record is 
0-30. It's a rival, and mm-hmm. to your point, you've not won a great deal in Tallahassee, and recently Florida State has had your number. So mm-hmm. I don't care, wounded, not wounded, you got to go there if you're Florida and win this game, period. That, that, that's all there is to it. No, you have to. You know, and, and one of the writers asked Coyce Reeves about, you know, Florida was, I believe, 13 of 37 on two-point baskets. You know, they had a lot of different shots that just could not fall. You know, and Coyce kind of emphasized and kind of had that aha moment when thinking, wait a minute, we lost by two points, and we were 13 of 37 from inside the arc. You know, normally that doesn't happen a lot. And, Steve, is, is it concerning for you how much right now the team is going through Capleton? Or do you think Golden is trying to establish that old-school style of look? You know, until we get the outside, you know, down to the side, we're going inside the paint. We're going to score the old-school way. Chris, I'm old-school. You know that. Um, Mm -hmm. Look, if you weren't going through Castleton, what would the opposite thinking be? Why aren't you going through your best player? Yes. Right? He's their best Mm -hmm. player. So – to me, you go through him now. Do you have to work on you know other things, other people, you know all that sort of thing? But man, it, it, he's got to touch the ball a lot, and if he doesn't, I think you're you're not using the asset you have. Uh, agree. And and lastly, Steve, you know, Sean made a great point. You know, he asked you obviously, who do we think right now is the best shooter on this team who's emerged? And as you quickly said, well, nobody. You know, I can't name who that is. And Sean said, I hope we find out quickly. Uh, you know, I did see last night that I believe it was former Gator and transferred to uh, to Wake Forest. Tyree Appleby hit the game winner for the Demon Deacons last night. And I kind of laughed because right last year we know he hit that buzzer beater against top five Ohio State when they were on the road to Fort Myers. You know, there was a couple games that he would play really well for us. But, Steve, I think the most important thing that I want to see from a Todd Golden team is – consistency you know not the not the consistent inconsistency we saw last year under mike white but i would like to see this team you know maybe not find the best shooter but develop a sense of how many threes or how many you know absurd and important buckets we're going to make a game because to me we didn't really have that under mike white we had a lot of inconsistencies and flashes but i think as you know you know flashes only get you so far before powerhouse teams in our conference around the country show you why they are the powerhouses around the country all right, Chris. Good, good hearing from you, man. Thank you. Always appreciate it, Steve. Take you care. got it. Yep. See you, Chris. Chris Pinson from TV Twenty Sports. Three nine two eight two five five. Let's see. Brooks says the other day you were asked who you'd pick between Florida and FSU in football. You said without looking at the numbers, knowing FSU, if FSU was at home, you'd take FSU. Vegas seemed to agree with you, starting the spread at seven. But after thinking about it. Couldn't we say Florida's played arguably their best on the road offensively? And with the defense playing much better, is it crazy to think that Florida can win by a lot? Yeah. I mean, Florida doesn't beat people by a lot that are decent. So, I, you know, I, I, I would have a hard time saying that. Uh, he says they've lost to the good teams they faced. Their best wins are obviously LSU week one. Besides that game, next best win is Louisville. I'm not sold they can win. Assuming this week Florida looks like they have the past couple of weeks, I think Florida can win by 14 unless they have a turnover fest. Well, Brooks, if they do, uh, 
you'll make a lot of Gator fans happy. I I think this is a six to ten point game, whichever way it happens to go. Um, BB says, "Have you heard anything exactly what's happened to Lee Corso? How he's doing?" Um, I wanted to leave him a voicemail the other day, but didn't want to, uh, you know, get in the way of that. But um, you just hope, you know, he's going to be okay. Um, so I don't know, you know, what the latest is with him. Um, but just, you know, 87 years old right now, you know, if he doesn't ever appear again, that's fine. Uh, just hope that, you know, he regains some semblance of health. And he's, if, you, if you're a regular listener of the show, you know he's come on here many, many times and really enjoy him. Uh, he says, uh, would you gamble and hire Cadillac Williams if you were at Auburn? No. No. I, I understand he played there. I understand the kids are playing hard for him. And it's great when you can give you know, somebody like that a chance. But you're taking a big chance. Because what coaching experience does he have? Lane Kiffin has that. Can you argue he's not reached the mountaintop? Yes, you can make that argument. But I think if you're comparing the Ole Miss job to the Auburn job, the Auburn job, in my opinion, is better. So, and I think John Cohen... The new AD there, you're an athletic director is not totally judged by the hires they make, but it's a lot. And especially in that sport. So you better hope the hire you make is going to be a winner. And I think you have a safer bet with Lane Kiffin. And he says on the transfers. Some of those transfers due to an evaluation process conducted by the coaches, part of Coach Napier's rebuilding process, uh, may have mutually agreed. Well, whether they mutually agreed, didn't, whatever, doesn't matter to me. What matters is, you know, if kids aren't playing, they want to transfer. That happens all the time at just about every program imaginable. And... You know, I think Coach Napier will do what he can to help the ones who are leaving. I think that's also something a good football coach, a good coach, will do. David, got two minutes. Go. Hi, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Sure. This is real quick. Um, I feel like I've landed in another reality. I've been listening to the show every day for, I guess, since the beginning of the season and. Up until the last two games, Anthony Richardson has been just totally bashed by all the callers and everything uh, about poor performance, inconsistent performance, et cetera. And then I was listening to Dan Patrick show the other day, and they had on an expert draft, college draft expert, and they he was listing a couple of the surprise choices that were going to happen, and he mentioned Anthony Richardson. And I thought, what? Am I in a different reality here? 
I'd like to know your comments on it. Thank sure. You. Yep. Thank you, David. Um, look, he's polarizing because he's not an accomplished thrower. We all know what he can do as a runner. He's got the arm strength to make any throw anywhere on the field. But I'm telling you, the NFL looks at a guy like him and says, I can make him better. I can take that raw skill set and I can turn him into a really, really good quarterback because he's got God-given talent you can't coach. So I've seen him in some first-round mocks. I've seen him drop from the first round. He is playing better, but again, he's not going to wow you most games throwing the ball. So we'll see what happens with him, David. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years, they need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palaka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are taxed deductible cash donations accepted also google boys ranch palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more thanks again there's so much to love about our community the small town values the familiar faces and somewhere near the top of the list high school football that's why radiant credit union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer both on and off the field while others may come and go radiant credit union is here for you here for the community and here for good proudly serving our members for over 65 years stop by any of our nearby locations or visit radiantcu.org federally insured by ncua the holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. David Sherba is producing the broadcast today. We have a really good guest list uh, coming up here 
in hour number two. And this is a part of the show uh, every week that I really enjoy doing because I get a chance uh, through our partnership with the Gator Collective to talk to some Gator student athletes that sometimes you know you wouldn't get a real chance to be able to talk to. And today it is uh, Florida women's basketball player Leilani Correa, and she now joins us. Leilani, welcome. Uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, you got here from St. John's. What what made you choose Florida? Um, I kind of always had my eyes set on Florida, even when I was in high school. Um, they were going to be my second official visit, but I never got to them, obviously. Um, but as soon as I knew I wanted to transfer, I kind of already knew that I wanted to come out here to Florida. So far, uh, what do you think of your teammates? What do you think of this team as you play on uh, here early in the season? I love them. I love everything about this team. Um, I love Kelly. I love everything that this team stands for, respect, loyalty, honesty. Um, No, they're all really great to be around. It's a great thing to be a part of. Uh, Speaking of Kelly Ray Finley, uh, I think, you know, Gator fans understand the job that she did, you know, coming in, getting the Gators to the tournament last year. For you, what does she bring to the table as a player, Leilani, in terms of, you know, relationship and what she's asking of you all to do? She challenges us, but she challenges us in a good way, Um, especially me coming here. Um, I think she's really gotten the best out of me on and off the court. I see myself excelling um, in the classroom and on the court. So I think – and she's also just, like, a good person to listen. She's always there when you need to talk. Um, Whatever the case may be, she's just always there, and that's what I love most about her. You know, one of the things in, in basketball that has always intrigued me is, you know, look, everybody wants to be a starter. You know, you get introduced at the beginning of the game, you know, all of that. Uh, played last night, came off the bench, but you still played 31 minutes. You know, does it matter uh, in terms of starting, or does it matter just, you know, being on the court and getting a chance to play? No, um, starting doesn't really matter. Um I know that, you know, it's a little new for me uh, not to be starting, but it's a good challenge. Like I said, she challenges us, um, and I think coming off the bench as a spark has been really good for us. Well, you sparked last night, girl. You had 22 points. Uh, Thank you. What did you think of your play last night? Um, you know, I think I was just consistent overall the entire game. Um, I think we definitely still have some things to work on. Just detail-wise, um, our defense, too. But, um, no, just just a little setback, but we're going to come back. Uh, academically, uh, what are you doing and what do you want to do after you play hoops? Um, well, I haven't really thought that far ahead yet. Obviously, I want to go pro after yep. uh, college. But um, right now, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I always ask the athletes I have on here uh, about when you were a kid, did you play other sports besides basketball? Yeah, when I was growing up, um, I did gymnastics when I was really, really young. And then I played soccer for a while, and I got into basketball in middle school. When did you think, as you developed your basketball skills, that you were pretty good? Well, um, probably around like eighth grade. My dad's a really big sports guy, so um, 
she would watch me. In sixth grade, I didn't make the middle school team. I wanted to try out by myself. I was like, hey, I'm going to try out. But I didn't make it. Um, seventh grade, I made it. And that was just like a fun year, I guess, just to get into it. But in eighth grade, my dad was like, you have a talent. Like, you can be really special. And that's when I was like, okay. And that's when I really wanted to pursue it. That's really cool. Um, where do you think from when you entered St. John's to now here at Florida, Leilani, that you've improved the most in your game? Um, well, consistency has always been, like, a really big thing for me. Um, just growing up in whatever sport it was. But um, I think that being here, um, I've gotten really more consistent in practice and lifting in the games, and I think I'm just starting to see that, and I just want to keep that up. Uh, I got to ask about you know NIL and, and those kinds of things. Are you into that? I mean, I, I you know a lot of people question NIL, but I you know it, it was coming. You could see it. Uh, are you involved in that very much? Um, I haven't really put myself out there like that. Um, I'm kind of more focused on me and. You know, my goals, my goals for the team this season. Um, so nothing yet, but I guess as the season goes along, we'll see what happens. And the last thing, you're looking forward to playing SEC competition when it gets there? I'm super excited to play. Um, these teams are really talented. Um, you know, we have some ranked teams up there. Just the competition is different. Uh, it's greater than anything I've ever played in. So I think I'm just really excited to see how this team does against them. Well, I'm glad that Gator Nation gets a chance to hear you and, and, and discuss things other than basketball, but certainly uh, a chance to go watch her and this Florida women's basketball team as the season progresses here. Leilani, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Leilani Correa, Florida women's basketball, joining us here. She had a good game last night. And you know what? It, it's... It's uh, interesting to me how some coaches go about who starts because most coaches will preach, look, it doesn't matter who starts. It, it matters who ends. And it matters, you know, how many minutes you're playing. Uh, well, she is a prime example of that, at least uh, in last night's game. Uh, she didn't start, but if you look at her numbers from last night, uh, really good, and she's a scorer. Last night, she played the second most, actually tied for the most minutes with Jordan Merritt, so she ended up doing that off the bench, and she took 21 shots last night. She was 10 of 21, and the only other double-figure uh, shooter last night in terms of shots taken was Dean's. So she's going to be a factor for them. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Greg is here. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve. Really good show. Enjoyed the interview. Uh, my question for you, though, Steve, is, is that was a girls female uh, basketball player, scholarship basketball player, right, for the uh, girls team? Uh-huh. I was just wondering, can you get the guys well, uh, does the administration allowing you to interview some of the men's basketball team, like up there in Weimar Hall in your studio? Or is, I just had C.J. Like Felder it? on last week. 
Okay, I missed it then. I yeah. missed that one. Dang. Well, that's awesome. I'm really happy to hear actual athletes being interviewed by you because we all tell you how great you are in doing interviews and all that. But, you know, Steve, I just want to comment about men's basketball team. I enjoy, love watching when Mark Wise, for obvious reason, local guys, you know, Mary Wise and all that. But he has some of the best insight in basketball. And one of the shows, that, uh, one of the games, it was actually on ESPN Plus, SEC Network Plus. Well, fortunately, I was able to watch it. And he kept saying things like, when the offense is at the arc, you need to defend at the arc. And I actually thought that was funny. But it, And then the next game, this game recently, most recently on Monday or whatever, same exact problem. So my question to you, and I'll listen off air, is, is I mean, Todd Golden's got to see that his problem right now, in my opinion, is defending the three-point line. And just your thoughts or comments on that, and I'll listen off air and go Gators. Okay, Greg, thank you. I think what happens, and I, I'm guilty of this sometimes, remember, you've got a brand-new coach, like in football, and – he has a lot of kids he didn't recruit. So now, how do you do what you do? And against FAU, it wasn't so much defending, but look, they, sh- they were 13 of 24 f- from the arc. Every once in a while, you get a tip your hat to the other team. Right? Now, I didn't watch the tape. I'm sure Todd Golden would have would have said, to your point, Greg, we have to defend the three better. They do, right? But when you're when you're facing a good shooting team, they're going to make some. So I think it's a combination of the two. Is my point that you know when you face a team that is pretty good. Uh, shooting the basketball, well, there's a reason. They make shots, right? And if you looked at the uh, Kennesaw game the other day, they were only 6 of 17. So they defended. So if you want to use that as the measuring stick for defending the arc, okay, they defended the arc better. But I would tell you Kennesaw's three-point shooters aren't as good as FAU's three-point shooters. So – you know, work in progress, sure. And I think that's great. I mean, look, would a Gator fan love to see this team come out and just smoke everybody early on? Yeah. But, you know, there's, they didn't make the tournament last year, right? So they're work in progress. 113 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Coming up, Herm Edwards will join us from ESPN. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Tennessee Titans will travel to take on the Green Bay Packers tonight on Thursday Night Football. Both teams are looking to extend their winning streaks to two as they both captured victories last week. Tune in here for game coverage beginning at 7.30. Gators men's and women's swimming and diving are on the road taking part in the Georgia Invitational. The Gators will take on Auburn, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and Georgia. The team is coming off a previous victory against SEC rival Tennessee. The Florida Gators men's basketball team will take on Florida State tomorrow night in Tallahassee. The Gators are looking to get back on track after falling to FAU on Monday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. 
ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. If you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives, well, that team is Arthrex, and they are hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries and get those people back in the game. It's a global company nationally recognized for its extraordinary workplace culture and many exciting amenities and benefits, including free lunch, free on-site medical care, much more, and it all starts on the very first day you are hired. That's really a cool thing. Check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Score big this Christmas with a gift from Electronics World. Hi, this is Chris Doring. I trust Electronics World for the electronics in my home and highly recommend them. In football, you have to have a great lineup to be successful. And it's the same for the electronics in your home. Check out the Electronics World lineup. Sony, Bowers & Wilkins, Marantz, Yamaha, BDI, Sunbright, Sonos, URC, and more. This holiday season, give them or yourself a gift to enhance your home or office from Electronics World in Gainesville. Online at electronicsworld.net. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. We're going to get ESPN's Herm Edwards here. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the show, uh, Coach would come on uh, quite a bit before he went to Arizona State, and I hope we can rekindle that. Always appreciated 
his point of view. And today uh, we'll ask him uh, about some NFL stuff and some college stuff since he's you know dabbled in the college bit uh, at Arizona State. Um, but uh, we'll also talk to Mitch Light today, uh, who is uh, going to tell you about Vanderbilt football tomorrow. Former Gator Ike Hilliard is here. Uh, he's the wide receivers coach at Auburn. Uh, he'll tell you how he got into coaching and all of that. That'll take place uh, tomorrow. And uh, we look forward to having Ike. Haven't talked to him in a while and look forward to having him here. Once again, uh, our plans for next week, regular shows Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we will have our FSU pregame show uh, on Wednesday at noon here. Okay, going to bring back an old friend who's been so kind over the years to join me here. He is ESPN's Herm Edwards. Coach, it's good to have you back. Thanks for doing this. Good hearing your voice again, my friend. Yep, thank you, Herm. A lot I want to talk to you about. When I saw what Coach Cower said about Jeff Saturday's hire, I immediately thought of you. Do you agree in sentiment with Coach Cower? I really didn't hear his comment. Oh, okay. So you know, I wasn't. I'm not privy to what what Coach Cower said. Um, I know Bill, I, I know Jeff Saturday, obviously. Um, it was an out of the box hire, uh, by by all means. Um, but it goes to show you um, that um, the head coach ain't that hard. He first game he goes out there and he wins. <laughs> but but I right. do think this. I, I do think this. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, it's not. You know. It's. It, it's unusual the way they went about doing this, uh, Mr. Ursay, um, but it's his team. And I just think if you're a coach in the league and, and you're a young guy trying to move up the ranks, it's a little bit discouraging to you when you see something like that. Now, I think for Jeff, you know, as far as dealing with the players um, and the coaching staff, he'll be great. He's a great communicator. He's a great football player. He understands the culture there. He has two uh, head coaches that, have, that are on his staff, John Fox, who actually I played with. We went to college together and played together, Coach Bradley. So I like the way the team handled that situation and went out uh, and won them, won them a football game. You know, a, a team that I thought was going to be really good and still could be mm-hmm. is Buffalo, but they, you know, run into a little bump here. Do you still think or do you think they're the best team in the AFC? They're, they're, they're one of the best teams in the AFC. I think Kansas City probably is the one because they're more consistent. Um, Buffalo right now, when you watch them, uh, you know, the quarterback has gone through some games where he's struggling a little bit. And it's kind of funny. Everybody wants to beat up the quarterback because he's turning the ball over, obviously, in the red zone, which is, which is a no-no. But if we close our eyes and go back two or three weeks, there's this guy that I call Captain America, Tom Brady. He was struggling. And there's this other guy. Aaron Rodgers, he was struggling, <laughs> yeah. too. And they found their way back, right? So I think Josh Allen has so much talent, and, and I just think that he has to understand you don't want him to play uh, cautious, but he's got to play smart. He's got to play better in situation football, especially in the red zone. He can't turn it over. You know, there were guys that came into the league, like, and I'm using Alabama's guys as an example, you know, a Jalen Hurts or a Tua, and there were questions about, you know, how good a quarterback can they be, you know, et cetera. It's amazing when you get some guys to throw to that you're a much better quarterback, right? Well, yeah, that and, – and I think the you know, quarterbacks are driven on the system. 
And I think more more coordinators now in the National Football League are, are realizing that, you know, having an RPO game in, 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 in pro football, uh, we might have to do that with the quarterback that we have. And I think that's the difference that I see in pro football now, that the, the offensive coordinators are, are building the offense around the quarterback they have rather than try to force a guy to play traditional offense, you know, Tom Brady's not going to run RPOs. Right. Tom Brady's a play-action guy, and he's going to drop back in the pocket. Okay, so that offense is fits for Tom Brady. But there's a lot of these guys where you can use their strengths and build your offense with that, and I see more offensive coordinators doing that. Herm Edwards with us here on Sports Scene. Of course, you see him all the time uh, talking NFL on ESPN. Coach, I want to ask about a guy like Anthony Richardson here uh, who – you know, is sometimes a polarizing figure because he's not a high-accuracy thrower, but he has all the athletic potential in the world. From an NFL world, Coach, I think there's a lot of feeling that they see a, a raw talent like that and front offices say, hey, I can harness that, I can take that, I can make him a really good player. Is that a fair statement to make? It might have been a fair statement, um, 10 years ago, but now I think when you look at a guy like that, if you're going to draft him, um, you're, you're sitting with that, that, that offensive coordinator and saying, hey, look, are we going to build the offense around this guy? Right? Okay. I, mean, that, that's, that's, I go back to Harbaugh when Harbaugh obviously had uh, Colin Kaepernick, right? And when he was at the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And they built an offense around Kaepernick about what he could do. They used his legs and got him comfortable. And I think more guys like that now in college football, you know, before when a guy would run and he had the ability to run, they wouldn't say so much he's a quarterback. They would say he's an athlete. Right. 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 They say yes. He's an athlete. He's a good athlete. They wouldn't say, he's a, even though he played the quarterback position for a lot of these guys, well, he's a really good athlete. And, and a lot of them thought about, well, maybe change his position. You know, Tony Dungy, a good friend of mine. He's like my brother. Well, he was a quarterback in college. Now, he came out the same year I came out in 1977, right? We, we come out together as rookies. And he was a quarterback. He goes to Pittsburgh, and they make him play safety. Right. Right. And, and, he, and he was maybe the third string quarterback, the disaster quarterback. But now you get a guy in college, and you watch him, and you go, oh, can that guy play in the league running that offense? Yeah. If you get the right offensive coordinator, he's going to build it around the quarterback. Okay. Um you had the college experience at Arizona State. Let me throw a couple of mm-hmm. things. Is NIL good for college football? Ooh, I think it'll be good um, for, major- for, for a selective few teams uh, or conferences. It won't be good for, for, the whole, for all of college football. I, you know, I was always big believing this, and I said this before I went to college football. You know, student-athlete, obviously, they're a student-athlete. And, and, you know, they garner and make a lot of money uh, for the university. And I think the student-athlete sitting there going, well, you know, my scholarship is not the same scholarship that, that is worthy of what I'm bringing to, to the university. And no one ever thought about that. Or they, they decided, well, we're just going to keep it the way it is, right? And so it's gotten so far – that, that finally it got to a point where we said, you know what, you have to pay for these, for these players, their name, image, and likeness. The unintended consequences 
I think we're going to understand in the next couple of years of what this is all about. And it's hard on coaches, too, believe me. It's hard on coaches to recruit kids uh, because now you're sitting and, and thinking, well, I got this kid this year, but you know what? I got to keep recruiting because <laughs> yeah. he might leave and go somewhere else again next year, right? Yeah. So it's almost free agency. Free agency is now in college football. Mm. And you got to be able to deal with that. I mean, that's the base. And you can build a team that way, and you can lose a bunch of good players that way too, right? I mean, yes. it's just that's the way it is. I mean, it's just that's just what happens. How was Emory Jones for you? He was good. He was good. And then I struggled a little bit. Now he was a starter for me when I was there. And then when I, obviously I left, um, and, and he's kind of in and out of lineup. But a great kid, uh, good athlete. You know, but but I guess he, he struggled a little bit, and they were struggling. They made a change and, you know, put the other kid, uh, Borget, in, in the game. And, and so right now I don't, I don't know where that stands, you know, what he's going to do. But I think everything that I heard is that he said, look, I don't want to platoon. If, if he starts playing bad and you want to switch, you know, I'll, I'll go play quarterback. But I don't want to be in and out of the lineup. So good, kudos to him. Okay. I want to end on an NFL note. In your view right now, take away the top tier so to speak coach who's a team the Ravens come to mind for me in this who's a team maybe in the second tier that if things really go right you don't want to play if they get it together what, what are you considering oh get it together you far far yeah. team finding yeah. this way yes that's exactly the, yeah, yes kind of on the crust of it yes obviously um you got to go with with um the Bucks, Captain America. Okay. Right? They're five and five. Can 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 they keep this up now? Can can, can they keep the build the momentum of what just happened? Right? Because it's in a conference where they're they're five hundred and, and, and they're leading the conference and, and everybody's kinda of looking at them going, Well, they got it and, and Brady's forty five years old and all that. And they were struggling for a while, right? All of a sudden they found their way. Can they continue to do this now? Can they continue to do this? It'll be interesting to see as as, as they, they continue to play. Okay. Always a pleasure to have you, Herm. And uh, we'll get you back. Uh, as long as you'll come back, we'll have you. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it, my friend. Nice visiting with you. Same here, Coach. Thank you. Herm Edwards, ESPN 129. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We will have uh, Mitch Light talking Vanderbilt football next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Flagship of the Flores, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends have been telling you about Southeast Car Agency for a long time now. The Cousins family has run that business over 40 years, and they've always done the same thing. And look, when you do something like that, you get good at it, and they're really good at it because all they've done is give you the best alternative you have to a new vehicle, the best and late model, low mileage vehicles. They understand the purchase of a vehicle is important. A lot of money, They want you want the car to last you for a long time, and they do their best to bring as wide a selection of vehicles to their lot as they can so you have the best choice of vehicles to make. You can check that out by going online, secars.com, or by going to see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. When you go see them, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. 
Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner, Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC. At Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF alumni and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgate sponsored by GEICO. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and beverages from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! This report is sponsored by the We Can Do This COVID-19 public education campaign. Cooler temperatures and holiday gatherings could trigger a new COVID surge. Dr. Lynette Sandy, pediatric infectious disease specialist at Nemours Children's Health. Updated vaccines protect against the original COVID virus and provide targeted protection against Omicron. COVID can have long-lasting health effects for anyone, but long-term impacts from vaccines are less likely. Talk to your healthcare professional or visit vaccines.gov for information about COVID vaccines. 
from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Breezy winds for the north to continue today, and that will keep temperatures below average. Highs only getting to the upper 50s and lower 60s under mostly sunny to partly cloudy skies. Tonight, increasing cloud cover lows tomorrow morning, colder than this morning. They should drop to the low 40s and upper 30s. Low average temperatures continue Friday into the weekend. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, 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 the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> Who gets into the college football playoff, an undefeated TCU or a one-loss Tennessee? I'm going to say a one-loss Tennessee. <laughs> I don't think they want TCU in there. Great story. In college football, you like an underdog for a little while. Yeah, but we don't want them to play for national title. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Going to talk Florida Vanderbilt and college football in general with the former sideline reporter for Vanderbilt. Now, the senior college football editor for The Athletic. We're joined by Mitch Light. Mitch, welcome. Good to have you. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. Thanks for doing this. Uh, and, and your time at Vanderbilt, uh, you, you looked at you know their stadium and you just thought maybe you know they don't want to put the necessary money or whatever into being competitive. Uh, that's starting to change a little bit. Do you, first of all, did you like the hire of Clark Lee? What do you think he brings to the table for Vandy? Well, first, um, yeah, I thought Clark Lee was the obvious hire. I mean, you can there, there's theories or people can have differing opinions on whether you know you should hire an alum. You know, I guess generally it doesn't really matter. It's not like a coach you hire who didn't go to your school isn't trying to win. But Clark Lee was you know Vanderbilt's unique in a lot of ways, and Clark Lee's a kid from Nashville who went to high school right down the road and played football at Vanderbilt. And his dad went to Vanderbilt. You know, very familiar with the program, obviously. And he had a great resume. You know, he wasn't a head coach, but he was the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, very successful. Had worked at Wake Forest, obviously Notre Dame, similar school, you know, at least academically to Vanderbilt. So, so it, it, the hire made a lot of sense. And, you know, I did a little research uh, about this because a lot of fans were really frustrated last year with how bad or uncompetitive the team was in the early this year. And would look back and say, look at James Franklin. He won immediately and all this. And James Franklin inherited a pretty good roster. Bobby Johnson didn't have a lot of success in his tenure, but he started too late in his late, and he recruited a lot better. James Franklin inherited a team that had 12 future NFL players, which is a lot for Vanderbilt. And they weren't just all young guys. They were all veterans when James Franklin got there. So give that staff a lot of credit. They deserve it for, for winning a bunch of games. But he inherited a pretty good roster. Clark Lee inherited a roster like I would say last year's team might have one future pro on it, maybe two. So it just kind of tells you the, 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 the rebuild. So I think everyone who follows the program closely knows it was going to be a huge rebuild. And to your first point, yeah, I mean, that appears that is the case. The chancellor, the new chancellor that I hired two years ago is very, very invested um, in athletics. They're, you know, they're, they're building 
they're not building a new stadium. They're doing a lot of work on the stadium, but all the, all the extras, the new football facility, new basketball facility, new tennis facility, everything in the next few years, they've earmarked uh, to start $300 million for all that stuff. So, yeah, I would say I've been – I'm 51 years old. I was a freshman at Vanderbilt in 1989, and this is by far the most the school's ever been committed to athletics. Wow. That, <laughs> that says a lot right there, Mitch. Um, when you look at Vanderbilt – uh, you know, I watched a lot of the game last week. They they played two guys at quarterback. What do you see in differences, if any, between the two? Well, there are quite a bit. Um, you know, it, it's funny because Mike Wright is a junior, um, was was the opening day starter. Played great against Hawaii, a bad Hawaii team, but I think it was you know, well, he was SEC Player of the Week. It was only SEC game, so but he had huge numbers that game. Often scores sixty three points. They beat Elon in week two, scored 42 points maybe, and looks like it's his job. Um, and then after struggling against Wake Forest in week three, this was kind of a shocker. Clark Lee and the staff, they, they turned a true freshman, A.J. Swan. Um, they just thought that Mike Wright, at quarterback, while a great athlete and a great runner, could not throw the ball well enough, and defenses were just making it too difficult on the offense to operate, just loading the box. Swan has played – very well. They really, really, really like him, and he is the future at quarterback at Vanderbilt. Again, a true freshman uh, from Georgia, but he's been hurt, banged up a little bit, and he did not even make the trip to Kentucky last week, so it was the Mike Wright show, and Mike Wright won SEC Offensive Player of the Week. He is very, very dynamic, a great athlete. You know, it limits what they can do in the passing game, but, you know, you saw that. They scored enough points to beat Kentucky last week, and um, Swan has evidently been practicing a little bit this week. I would be surprised if he started. I think Mike Wright will start, um, and Mike Wright will go the entire way. That's just my hunch. I have no inside information on that, but it, at least Florida will have to prepare for two vastly different quarterbacks. If Florida is certainly playing better of late, Vandy's coming off you know that, that win which got him off the schneid as far as consecutive losses in the league. If Vandy wins this game, Mitch, what's got to go right? Um, I mean, I think some of the obvious cliche things, you know, winning the turnover battle um, and, and not giving up the big play. That has killed Vanderbilt. You know, the South Carolina game, Vanderbilt played relatively well, like um, for stretches in that game defensively, but just gave up way too many explosive plays to, to South Carolina. Just And some of them were inexplicable, like broken plays that would go for 60 yards. So they cannot – they have to make this Florida offense drive the field. Um and Vanderbilt's got to keep running the ball well. That's been the key the last few weeks. You know, they didn't beat South Carolina, but they scored 27 points, which is good for this offense. I think I looked this up. They went 226 rushing against South Carolina and 264 against Kentucky. I think it's like the first time in 10 years or eight years that they've gone over 225 rushing in consecutive games. Wow. So um, a lot of that was with Mike Wright running the ball. He had a 70-yard touchdown run against uh, Kentucky, but Ray Davis is a senior transfer from Temple who, who's a really good running back, too. So I, I think they've got to run the ball, limit the big plays, and try not to turn the ball over, which they've actually been, even with a freshman quarterback this year for a lot, they've been pretty good about not turning the ball over. Mitch, because of your new position now as the senior college football editor of The Athletic, I'm going to ask you sort of a, a, a 360-in-the-air question. Sure. It's, it's been my contention and if I'm wrong, let me know, that because there are teams now in the SEC like Arkansas, like Ole Miss, like even Tennessee that have gotten better, that if you're in a position that Florida is in, which is you know rebuilding a bit, 
Do you think it's harder for a team like Florida, even with a, a, a squad that's ascending now, to get back to where that program was because the league's depth is overall better? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's a very fair point and an accurate point. I, I think, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I don't know if haves and have-nots with the term you'd use, but there were the programs that, you know, the, the Alabama, LSU, Auburn, um, Florida, and Tennessee. Maybe those were like the five programs that you'd put in that upper tier. And sure, they might dip a little bit, but they had everything you know, from an infrastructure, tradition, stadium, fan base. They just had a leg up on everyone. It was just a lot easier for them to stay relevant. Like I, the term I would use, it's hard not to win at Florida. It's hard not to win at Auburn. Now, that's, we've seen that to be the case in recent years. Teams They haven't won. But I think that was the case 10, 15, 20 years ago, where now everyone is so invested. Um, Arkansas, you go there, the facilities are amazing. Ole Miss, Mississippi State's got, you know, their stadium's great. And, and just with the transfer portal and all that stuff, it's easier to plug a few gaps. So, yeah, it, I think it's, it's difficult, more difficult for a program like Florida with all of its advantages. It can't just sort of like snap its fingers and say, okay, we think we've got a good coach. We'll be back to where we were a year or two from now. It's just more difficult because there's more hurdles to climb. Real quick, last thing. Uh, do you think Kiffin goes to Auburn? I do. I Again, I have no, no inside information on that. I just think uh, he's, I, I think he's genuine when he says that, you know, because Ole Miss was good for him and he's been good for Ole Miss. But I think all these coaches have big egos and they want to win the highest level. And I think Auburn, hey, for all the dysfunction they've had there, they've, they've Played, they've won a national title. They've played for a national title in the last 10 or 12 years. You can win very big at Auburn, despite the fact that it shares a state with Alabama. So I, I do think he ends up at Auburn, but that's just kind of my hunch. Where can people see your work? Well, The Athletic, uh, all of our good college football content. Um, big staff uh, covering. You, get, you should read Alan Taylor's stuff, our beat writer for uh, University of Florida. So theathletic.com is where you find all of our good college football content. All right. Mitch, always appreciate you. Thanks for the time. No problem. Take care. You got it. Mitch Light, former Vanderbilt sideline reporter, now a senior college football editor for The Athletic. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Green Bay Packers will host the Tennessee Titans tonight on Thursday Night Football. Both teams look to continue their winning ways following Week 10 wins. Tune in here for game coverage starting at 7.30. Gator women's basketball is hosting Bethune-Cookman tomorrow night. While the Wildcats are still in search of their first win, Florida is looking to stay undefeated at home on the year. Gator men's and women's swimming and diving are on the road, taking part in the Georgia Invitational. The Gators will compete against Auburn, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and Georgia. The team is coming off a victory, sweeping SEC rival Tennessee. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. 
Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. When our clients are injured in an accident, it is our goal to lift the burden off of them from the moment they call us. If you call our office, you'll speak to one of our four practicing attorneys. We understand the stress that you and your family are under. We will help you and get the best results in your case. We fight as hard as we can. It becomes personal. It's not just a client, it's a personal relationship. Visit FFPLaw.com for a free consultation. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Akito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Welcome back. 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Let's see here. Glennon Ocala says, mentioning Lee Corso, thought that Coach Spurrier would be a perfect replacement for him. Uh, With everything Steve has going on, I think the ship has sailed. I do too. Uh, Yeah, I I think he would have been very good at that. William says, tell me what I'm missing here in terms of Jones and Felder being regulars in the lineup. Jones hasn't been able to throw it in the Gulf of Mexico since he's been here. It's so mental with him now, he reminds me of Dan Warner. As for Felder, Fudge is clearly having more impact. I would disagree. And also has the higher ceiling. I would agree. In my estimation, I'd like to see the following guys get minutes and only them. Felder deserves some run, but not a ton. Lofton, Richard, Castleton, Reeves, Kugel, Felder, Fudge, Jatobo. Uh, that's the eight he would roll with now. Um, let me go back to my point um, about 
fudge. He has a higher ceiling. But I don't care about his ceiling. What's he doing for me? To your point about Myron Jones, okay? Myron Jones, I believe I'm right in this. It's look-upable. He played over 20 minutes against Kennesaw. He didn't play 10 minutes against uh, uh, Florida Atlantic. So he didn't play as many minutes because he wasn't effective. Now, Fudge played, I think, 24 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever he played. He had four points. And so how is that? And Unfelder had none. I know he had a goose. I don't know how many minutes he played, but he had a goose egg. So, okay, do I do I play a guy that has a higher upside? I think the rotation and who he plays, William, are going to be a work in progress. And I fully expected that. With a new team, a new roster, you know, who's going to do what? Remember, you can sometimes become a better player with a new coaching staff and a new system. But these are some of the same players that were criticized because of what Mike White was doing with them. So is it what Mike White was doing with them? Or is it who they are? I don't think three games is a measuring stick. But I do agree with you in that It'll be fun to watch, you know, what the rotation is now and then watch it, for example, three or four games into a conference season. I think that'll be interesting. Uh, Sam emails. Got a good email here. He says, better chance of making the NCAA tournament men's team or women's team? Ooh. They're, they're both picked to finish seventh in the league. So it's kind of a, you know, toss-up here. FSU pummeled Florida last night pretty good. But does it mean they won't compete? And see, again, you're three or four games into a season. I would say probably the women by a smidge. I think they'll they but if they do make the tournament, it'll be, you know, I don't want to say just squeaking in there, but they're not gonna be a one or a two seat. I'll tell you that. Uh, Larry with an email. A lot of emails today. He says, uh, did you agree with the Cy Young choices? Absolutely. I mean, the, the Marlins dude was a unanimous choice. Should have been. I mean, he was really good, and he did that pitching for a bad team. They're bad. Uh, Paul, uh, are you concerned with all the players going to the portal? No, I, I mentioned that top of the show, Paul. Not at all. Get used to this. Life in the big city, life in the transfer portal is what it is. Uh, the new depth chart came out. Uh, and really, uh, no big changes in terms of you know what Florida is doing. Uh, they do have though at right tackle it's Michael Tarquin or Austin Barber. 
Uh, Justin Shorter is still listed as a starter, as one of the receivers. And the injury uh, list now has Jaquavion Frazers and Xavier Henderson both out. Uh, Keon Zipperer is now listed as questionable for the game. He has been out previously. Now, there always seems to be a surprise or two, uh, you know, coming out of that, but that is the latest in terms of that. Uh, All right. I think I am fresh out of emails, so let me tell you about two things as we close today. Got a lot of stuff coming up in the next few days. Tonight, Titans-Packers. Who you got, Cherba? Titans-Packers. Riding with the pack. Are you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still Aaron Rodgers. You can't forget that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sold. I would, if I'm betting, I wouldn't touch this game. Not with a 10-foot pole. Uh, tomorrow, women's basketball against Bethune-Cookman. We'll have it at 545. Right afterwards, the men at FSU around 8 o'clock. Our first and 10 pregame show Saturday morning, the breakfast edition, 8 a.m., and then we will join, actually not join, at night, we'll have the Pac-12 showdown, USC and UCLA. And then Sunday, big volleyball match for Florida against Kentucky. We'll have it at 145, and we'll have Sunday night football, Chiefs and Chargers, and then women's basketball back Monday. They're playing a lot of games fast. They'll play Furman. We'll have that game for you. Uh, and then, so you have our show plans here as we get nearer to Thanksgiving. Tomorrow, Prognostication Friday, good games to choose from. And uh, Ike Hilliard will join us tomorrow. Then our regular shows, Monday, Billy Napier still will have his press conference. Shay Matthews and I here Monday. We'll do Inside the Huddle. on Tuesday at 11, then we'll do Sports Scene Tuesday. That will be the last Sports Scene of the week. Then Wednesday in the Sports Scene time slot, we'll actually do a one-hour FSU Florida pregame football show, the first and 10, and then we will call it a week until Saturday night when we will do the extra point, and it's going to be a late show. I would imagine midnight or so uh, would be about when we'd be on. Uh, But I'll be here, so you stay up, and we'll take your calls about Florida's final regular season game of the year. So that's what we've got cooking uh, for the rest of the week. And very quickly, uh, one of the throw – look, sometimes you can take numbers – and you can just throw them out the window. But it is interesting, if you're looking at the matchup between Florida and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's last in the SEC in total defense. Last. Give up 457 yards a game. Florida is two notches above them. So these aren't statistically great defensive teams, but sometimes it's how you're playing now. Florida's playing better. Vanderbilt playing better. Vandy's last in the league in scoring defense. They give up 35 a game. Florida gives up 
27 a game. And Vandy is not near the top in anything, um, but they're not at the bottom of too many things either. It's interesting, against the run, both these teams mirror one another. Vandy gives up 164, Florida gives up 171. They, they mirror each other. But in yards per rush, number one in the SEC, Florida. Florida averages six yards a carry. No other team in the SEC averages that. Pretty interesting. Um, and then uh, the Gators get 225 yards uh, a game. That's pretty good. All right. That's our show for today. Thanks to David for producing it. Thanks to you for being part of it. Tomorrow, we made it to Friday. There are, there are some weeks I'm not sure we're going to make it to Friday. This was kind of one of them. But thank goodness we're going to make it. And we'll do this again tomorrow at noon. If you love this cool weather, go out and enjoy it. Beautiful sunny day today. And it's supposed to be a warmer than normal winter too. So enjoy this while you have it. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. See you tomorrow. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.